Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Sando, joined, as always, by the famous Toastery Bowl to my Star Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. It's Kevin Garfer. Kevin, how are you doing? I like cheese toasties. I don't know why they're not a sponsor for more things, if I'm being honest. And our very own Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. It's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you doing, buddy? Brought to you by Manscaping.com. Now, I bet you a lot of people... Brought to you by Carl's Jr. So, that was the first in-season episode we missed in like 13 years so i bet a lot of people were probably like dang that's it it just ended randomly with with no announcement there I was no nothing more appropriate <laughs> there was no there was no foresight there was no nothing it was just like and it ended with a with a nothing just no no thing. but okay Not here's with a bang but with a whimper here's that was happens, gonna be okay? the last game of the seahawks entire career so we won it all at the end so i fly down to to uh to california to go to to go to disneyland i bring my microsoft surface and i'm like okay i'll just record on the surface it'll be fine i on the way down i write my notes on the plane i write my my, the only note i really want to mention and i mentioned this in the discord already my note for the titans game was seahawks win 17 14 in the worst football game you've ever seen which is like a great note i'm just gonna say like pat myself myself on the back it was that was pretty close and then so then i i'm I'm like typing my notes okay i got my notes they're good to go we go to we go to the we get to the hotel um we go to we go to disneyland we get we're back in time where everything's good we put the kids to sleep and then i have this realization like oh i'm like in a hotel with two sleeping kids and it's not like there's like a place I can go to, to go record this other than maybe like in the bathroom. So I'm like, I don't know if I want to do that. So then I'm like, you know what? And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll go to the Howard Johnson Business Center, like in the in the uh, in the Hojo. But I, I was like, this, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be in there because what if someone else walks in and they're like, why is this guy talking and doing all this stuff? I want. I need like a private space. So I was like, I can't. There's nothing I can do. I'm just. I didn't rent a car to drive to a library or anything like that. So I'm just like, okay, we'll just do it another day. But then it's like Christmas and I want to record. So now it's just like I was, we just end up end up having to bag it. It was it was uh, it was a weird week for me. It's all my fault. So send all your hate tweets to me at Nathan well, Santo. We can also blame <laughs> the NFL. Because what we normally would have done is record Monday night, which would have been just fine, except they flex the game from Sunday to Monday. And that's why it was yes. like a confluence of circumstances that made our typical pivot so, non-option. So the first night I'm there actually would have been way better, yes. Uh, so I'm there Monday night, though. And I'm, I watched that game. So let's go to the Philadelphia game. So I watched the Philadelphia game. I'm watching it in a bowling alley because we ate <laughs> at a bowling alley. And, uh, and it's like a bowling eye bar though. So there's like 55 TVs in there and there's a whole bunch of people in there. But the weirdest thing is the most, most popular Jersey in the place, of course, 49ers. Cause I'm in California. Gross. So, so I'm like, I've seen all, every time I'm like, yeah, drew lock. There's all these 49ers fans who seem off put by it. And I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I hate that these people. They got, they got what they deserve this week against the Ravens though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for opening that line at six Las Vegas. Um, my wallet really appreciates it. Um, Christmas came <laughs> came uh one was that the day after no it was, it was on christmas yeah christmas came santa came, christmas right came on, christmas on time right. today <laughs> yeah it was on time perfect timing for christmas for me okay so let's start with here's how i want to do this we're going to kind of combine the games into one big thing because both games were pretty similar other than you know drew lock learning to put the backpack back on and quizzically looking at at gino smith while well, gino's and gino's just like yeah put make the sure backpack his mentor on. was like that is how you put a backpack on he's like okay is the putting the backpack on, is that a cool celebration, Eric? No. I don't like it. <laughs> I really like 
I get it, but I don't like it. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's going in the wrong direction. He's got his lunch packed up, his yeah. shoes tied tight. Do you judge him? Are you judging Drew Locke because he's a because he's a two strapper? He puts both straps on the backpack. Well, I mean, he's not the cool kid, so he's definitely going to use two straps. Joe Horn was fined for hiding a cell phone in the pylon of the upright, and and now we're putting backpacks on. I just (laughs) I feel like this is also wait what did wait I also know in the stadium and got a real backpack. And no, that's not allowed. That better in the stadium. Yeah, in the stadium, you you gotta have a clear backpack. I I've been there. You it's gotta be see through. Here's the thing. Uh, Ocho Cinco would have had a backpack. Someone would have ran out and helped put the backpack on him. <laughs> and and him a backpack. Like, yeah, he'd have had a backpack caddy. It would have been yeah. like the seventh wide receiver. They run out for the play, hand on the backpack. So Kevin, is that Drew Lock? Is that Drew Lock interview? Is that is that going to be like one of the high points of the season? You think? Oh, that was delightful. It was just, it was that moment where you're like, hey, we did keep him around as a backup quarterback because he's a good hang. Yeah, he's just, you're like, wow, he really is trying. He's trying his best. He's horrible. But he's trying his best. The game plan was, how do we make Drew Locke do the smallest amount possible while still having something that resembles a passing attack? And it's got there. It was. It felt like Gino's speech if your grandma liked it. <laughs> like Green, Gino's speech against uh, the when he beat the Broncos, like I, you know, I ain't right back though. And like Grandma's like, I don't understand that. But if she saw Drew Lock, Drew like, Lock's like, I did not write back as there well. Was, and yes. Grandma's like, all right. The thing I liked about it was just like the Geno Smith one, which is a good a good comparison. There was very real emotion. It really felt like you know maybe at some point in the last year and a half, Drew Lock started to think like. I can't even be a backup in the NFL. You know, like I can't, I can't hang at this level. I'm not good enough. Um, and when you hear him say stuff every once in a while, that makes you think he does think that like, he's like, I throw the ball and I think, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> so it's like, like, you know, you think maybe he does really think that, but he went out there and he put together when he had to a drive that, you know, kept the Seahawks right in the heart of the playoff race. And at this point, it seems like we're almost definitely going to make the playoffs. So when we've talked about this a lot, like the NFC stinks, the Seahawks are mid. And you, just to give you a number to kind of to kind of stress how mediocre the Seahawks are, DVOA, okay, 0.0 would be perfectly average. Okay, the Seahawks are currently 14th in the league in DVOA, and their DVOA is 0.2, positive. <laughs> so so we're, we are like literally the closest to average we could be without – still being average we are just like the micrometer above average so i want to start with just like a generic question okay and i know that like we're going to talk about the defense what players we thought played good in these two games the offense what players we thought played good in these two games what is holding these seahawks back okay what is the thing or things and you could just got you guys can just bounce back and forth one at a time what are the things that are holding the seahawks back that are making it so you know, we are average because I think we all agree this assemblage of talent has the potential to be better than average. So what are the things that hold this team back from being uh, from being better than average? I mean, do you Eric, just want to shout? This? I was going to say, let's just shout Pop, things. Back popcorn out. Go. Here um, we go. <laughs> um, OK, I'll start with coaching. I'll, I'll go coaching. You look at the talent on the defense. We've gone over this many, many times. Uh the coaching on this team has got to be better. I think it's a lot of Pete Carroll's assistance, which ultimately means it's Pete Carroll. 
I, uh, a few weeks ago, said that, yeah, maybe maybe Pete shouldn't be our coach anymore. And uh, although I'm not like, yeah, 100% in on that, I'm definitely not against it. Um, there's, I think, some good things can come from Pete Carroll hanging it up. So All that's right. my first point. This is this is my first note for offense, and I'm just going to delete it from my from my sheet right now and just say it now. It says, put Shane Waldron in the gulag. He is a football terrorist. But, like, I'm so sick of the way that he is running this so offense. So future I, Bills OC, <laughs> Shane Waldron? It's just like every game, it seems like for a drive or two, we really find our identity. What's the offense's identity? I only wrote two names down. I only wrote two names down for people who I thought played really good in both games. There's one name that played good in one of the two games that I think Maybe you could add to this list, but there's two guys who really played great, fantastic football in both games, and that's and then these guys should be our identity. And it's DK Metcalf and Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba. Like mm-hmm. Geno okay. Smith is good enough to get those guys the ball, and those guys should just be getting the ball. It should be like the old Vikings. Kirk, Cus- Geno Smith is Kirk Cousins. DK is uh, Justin Jefferson, and uh, JSN is Jackson or uh, is Adam Thielen. Just get those guys the ball. They're good. They're really, really good. And then if you get those guys the ball enough, guess what? Other guys will be open because the defense is going to totally tilt towards those two guys eventually. And you have other guys like Tyler Lockett, Colby Parkinson, Noah Fant, who definitely can catch passes. We're not. I'm not trying to bash on those guys, but the identity of this team should be get these two guys the football. Do what you can. And it's just like every drive, uh, we do a tunnel screen that doesn't work into into run up the middle for four yards uh, by Kenneth Walker into uh, pass short of the sticks. And it's you like, know, come on, man. This team is going to be able to run a screenplay. And I'm talking about like five years from now. And we're just going to be like, <laughs> be like, yeah, that's what it's like, NFL. And we're just what are you talking about? It. We can run screenplays just only to JSN. That's right. That's what and the S is. Jackson screen and jigba. Screen and jigba. Yes. Okay, <laughs> Kevin. What's what's something that you feel like is holding us back from from kind of rising up the ranks here? Uh, this is a pretty damning statement for Pete Carroll. Um, cohesion. Uh, okay. The issue is the 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 whole is not greater than the sum of the parts because everything is just parts. We have a run game that can be good but isn't setting up a pass game really and isn't setting up the other parts of the run game. The pass game doesn't really set itself up. You don't have pass concepts that set up other pass concepts. In defense, we have individual players that are playing well to a spot, but there's no cohesion in like, we don't have the swarm tackling we typically do. Um, We don't have uh, people setting the edge on both sides. So having DT in there for so many snaps is part of the problem on that. Like, we we don't have no part of our team is the whole team working. You're just like, oh, this 75% of this aspect of our team is working well, there which is, is not enough. You need to be like able to f- like, do at least one thing where everyone does it well. You know, like you when you see like a play where everyone just crushes their blocking assignment, the seas mm-hmm. part and the running back just goes. When does that ever happen for the Seattle Seahawks? Mm-hmm. It's just like the the offensive line does not play that they never get a play like that. It always feels like they're just holding on by the by the skin of their teeth that it's just barely making it. And I don't know if that's like the trenches guys are not good enough. I'm starting to think it's some of that. I don't know if it's schematic, like the, cohesion the, by the having sneak. so many different combinations. Like exactly. all those factors are rough. Do we do we just need to play the same five guys, the five guys who are the most healthy as much as possible to kind of, you know, set that up and get those guys all 
it's hard. It's hard because like, it's all of those. So five guys right? is expensive. Mm, it's way too expensive. <laughs> I I cannot believe it's like nineteen dollars for just like a bacon cheeseburger. And then they're like, oh, you could put whatever you want on it. And it's like, yeah, I better be allowed to put whatever I want on it. You just made me pay nineteen dollars for a bacon cheeseburger. Like that I, the amount of a regular bacon. If I can't if I can't That's put taxing. grilled onions, regular onions, and jalapenos on it, I think I would come in here and with a friend who's allergic to peanuts. Okay. So, so, <laughs> um, okay. The, the, uh, let's talk about the, okay. I think you guys covered, we, we kind of covered some of the things that are holding this team back. If not, I definitely at, picked a good topic to derail with at the end of the, <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, we all agree. I think that something needs to change significant needs to change in the off season, whether that is, you know, um, Bringing well, like in a new offensive coordinator right? or uh, bringing in, speci- uh, you know, a key player to try to, like, change the the kind of the tone of the locker room. Um, and like Eric said, it could, all, could go all the way to the top and, and moving on from Pete or moving him into, like, a front office advisory role and trying to find the next coach of the Seattle Seahawks. I think all of those are, takes are reasonable. Um, Chief positivity per- officer. Personally, um, I would I would just fire – the big change I would make is fire Waldron. I think Pete can – can find we need to find an offensive coordinator who and let him cut the reins loose this is a top 10 this is a top five offense that is currently ranked 11th in dvoa the only reason is i think the play calling sucks like are there just, any offensive coordinators that we fired that you guys are like man if only yeah, we'd have kept yeah. that guy yeah none of them have gone on to do anything we have yeah. never made the right hire it isn't it is kind of an indictment of pete himself eric that he yeah. has not been able to find the right and you i think that's what you're hinting at is that the fact that he has not found the right offensive coordinator to kind of unlock all of this talent is it's his fault there's he has two, to stand two on ways that. to go through this you can say there's the young stud that is up and coming that we should get first and then ultimately like he he moves into that head coaching role if pete doesn't retire <laughs> the other one is get some old man who's proven. And yeah, I think they can't there. be a head coach, but has shown I, they can be an OC. Yeah, I think or, what you do, whoever. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I'm not. Even if they can't be a head coach, maybe if they'd been a head coach, Kevin, like someone yeah, who can be literally right, exactly any number of people. The fact is, we just keep hiring varying flavors of Daryl Bevel. Yeah, correct. Like Daryl Bevel with twenty percent more Bevel. Daryl Bevel. I really Mike. thought. Daryl Bevel. I really thought uh, with Cherry Waldron was a departure from that because he comes from the McVay tree. McVay has a more creative, like spread zone, like power offense. But like it, they found the mo- they found the most bland guy from that tree. Like <laughs> they they were like, oh, this is the guy no one wants to be the head coach because he's not good. <laughs> well, so basically, Zach Taylor, but didn't get a head coaching job. Yeah, because Zach yeah, Taylor's Zach, also bland. <laughs> Zach Taylor is, and he's not gonna. You're not doing so hot right now. Although Ooh, maybe his... maybe that McVeigh guy is just so good at coaching. <laughs> I don't know. I think you yeah, you you go get the hot young coordinator and let and let cut him loose and and also if you go get the hot young coordinator, what you should be building him towards is when Pete retires at the end of this contract. Because I really think that's what's happening is Pete just wants to finish the contract. He made a commitment. He wants to fulfill the commitment. When he finishes the contract, that guy is building up to being the next head coach. Right? We are. Mm-hmm. We are building the infrastructure around this good offensive coordinator, and we're saying, "Hey, if you if you're successful, if this team flies, like this is your team in the future." Head coach I do not want is always dicey, but yeah, I think that makes sense. I think that's that's what you got to do, unless you're going to just like, you know, cut everyone, get rid of everyone. And I really did not want to get rid of John Schneider after the last draft. I have the last couple drafts, I have like massive amounts of faith in that dude. 
it would if you get rid of everyone, you, you got to get rid of him, and I just don't think that's a good idea. So, okay, uh, let's start with the defense. Players who've played good over the last two weeks. We're going to take turns. Uh, guys guys who got played good in both games, uh, guys who really stepped up, because these are two huge wins, and I think a lot of it was the defense playing a better brand of football than they have over the past uh, 10 weeks. So, Eric, give me a start. Who's, who's someone you really thought was uh, was great the last couple of weeks? Okay, I'm going first, so I'm going to take the layup. Uh, Boye Mafe. Okay, yeah. Boye Mafe. two sacks, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like... Um, I don't know, not like the all-star, like, oh, seven tackles each game, two for a loss, one and a half sacks per game. But Boye Mafe is a guy that we circled early in the season of like our breakout guy. If Boye Mafe can just be that guy, and he did it in preseason, he's done it this whole season, um, I think he's a big part of any win we're getting. Any loss we're getting, I'm not really even mad at Boye Mafe. He's just been that guy, and... um He's shown up these two games. Amazingly, we are, we are asking a lot. To seventeen, he he made it so they only scored seventeen points. This will be a theme for me. Uh, Boye Mafe, we asked a lot of him. Fifty-five snaps in the first game, fifty-four snaps in the second game. He came up big. Ten pressures, two sacks. I had him on my list as well. I wrote Mafe in parentheses. Good at football, Kevin. <laughs> who's your who's who's next? I have a long uh, list here because I think a lot of guys stepped up big on the defense. Same. And uh, another guy I want to bring up, a guy that beginning of the season, we were in doubts. Uh, we talked about whether or not it was a mistake to have brought him on board. And then we went and got ourselves a big Lenny Dubs, and it slotted Draymond Jones into a position where he's able to really show the reason why he was worth what we signed him for. Um, eight pressures, a sack, uh, like solid play against the run. Um, dude is just and eating up a ton of snaps along the defensive front and just playing a lot of quality football. Draymond Jones has been a key part of the last two weeks in the last several weeks. The defense looking better. Yeah, I agree. Draymond Jones has been better. <laughs> I actually think Draymond, the reason he's been playing better, though, is because of the guy who I wrote first on my list, which is Leonard Williams. I think Leonard Williams has really unlocked. He has, un- he has unlocked this defense quite a bit. Um, he had two pressures and uh, in both games. He's really just affecting the game when he's in the game and also just playing a ton. <laughs> like playing interior 50 snaps a game is not easy. We're asking a ton of him, but it's just allowing him, Jaron Reed, and uh, who I also wrote down, Jaron Reed and Trey, uh, Draymond Jones to create this kind of three-man interior rotation that is really being effective on defense in a way that we weren't effective. Um, J- Jaron Reed, career surgeons too. Um, you want to give me another one, Eric? Yeah, uh, so I took a layup the first time. I'm going to leave you guys a layup for the second one <clears throat> because I want to say some good stuff about Bobby Wagner. Okay. Uh, back-to-back 20-17 to 17 games where we both won. Um, Bobby Wagner in both those games had eight tackles, three assists. Um, it's consistency that Bobby Wagner has always done for this team. <clears throat> and, yeah, he's lost a step. Uh, but when he, wrapped, uh, when he wrapped every tackle, when he gets a hold of a guy, he's not missing it. It takes him a little longer to get there than he used to. And, you know, I don't think it's lost on him that he can look at his teammates and say, man, if only I was as fast, if if I was as fast as I used to be, you wouldn't even have a chance to miss that tackle. The uh, sack in the Tennessee game too. Thing of, yeah, thing yeah, of beauty. Uh, and I will say this about Bobby. They have done a much better job in these last two games hiding him. And in some way they, you do need to do that. And the reason they've been able to hide him is I'm going to give some, some love to uh, Julian Love, <laughs> Julian Love, uh, he 
Jamal Adams has been gone the last two weeks, quite notably. And Julian Love, he's not the stepdad, but he is the new dad that stepped up. Because congratulations, Julian, on your child. But they, but he has unlocked a lot of people. He's been able to cover and he's better in coverage than Jamal Adams, which is not a high bar to cross. But he is good in coverage. I'm just gonna gonna move past the low, low bar that I'm setting for him. And move last him three weeks, that's three interceptions and a pass breakup. Yeah, yeah, he's that good and significant it, play. It also allows Quandre to do his to do what his job really should be, which is not mm-hmm. trying to cover uh, the entire field and tackle every single broken play, but to you know do do some coverage work, which is what Quandre is really good at. And I think Quandre has been decent this season, but he's been asked to do way too much. We lo- I love Quandre Diggs. He is a Pro Bowl level player, but he is not an All Pro level player. I think there's a, there's there's levels to this game. They're a- they were asking him to be peak Earl Thomas, and I love Quandre, but he's not that. He is a very good NFL safety though. And now he gets to just be a very good NFL safety. And guess what? He's been playing much better the last two weeks. So I'm Julian Love, Quandre Diggs have really stepped up to the point where like Jamal Adams can't run anymore. Let's just let's just call it what it is. He the leg injuries. He just can't run. He just does not run like he used to. Uh, and th- what kind of football player is he now? I don't know. But he's just not one that we're using very effectively. And I do think it would make our defense worse if he just came back. So unless it was in some kind of limited 15 snaps a game role that we're going to use him as like a box linebacker blitzing guy or whatever. Like, I just don't, I don't think, I don't want to see him come back. All right, Kevin, you got another one? I got, I got two more if you get, if you don't, if you're out. Uh, so somebody who was pressed into service, um, we were a little concerned about him after his showing in the San Francisco game, but in general, uh, the reason why you keep cornerback depth is because sometimes you need a guy like uh, Mike Jackson to come out and put together two real solid games. I wrote Mike uh, Jackson he, and then parentheses always compete. He was out there. He just kept <laughs> competing until he got his shot, man. And I agree. He's like, it was awesome. Yeah, he's out there channeling his inner Deshaun shed where he's not going to make a lot of plays on the ball, but he's not going to let a receiver go get open uh, for easy catches. And he's not going to let a receiver uh, get a lot of yards after catch. Like, he hasn't been playing excellent, but he's been playing really solid starting football. And that's what we needed with Witherspoon going up. Yeah, he's um, he's been targeted nine times, four catches in the last two games, and allowed just three yards after catch. Uh, really like a great performance. And here's the thing. The first week against Philadelphia, he took Tariq's job. You know, Tariq was... Uh, he was not playing well. They they basically said, like, bro, hit the, hit the bench. Like, you're not playing good. You're not competing. We need you to be better. Tariq Woolen comes back against Tennessee and has one of his best game of the season, I think. He yeah. played really great football against Tennessee, got a pass breakup, was only targeted four times, really did a great job covering in this game. I think like that we're seeing Pete's message start to get through, right? Competition, competing. I think these games would have been really easy if we had Devin Witherspoon. He changes the game for us in a way that none, a lot of guys don't. Um, He's a different maker. The defense is the defense is coming together in a way that I find a little exciting. I think the defense is playing really good, and you know, yeah, maybe Philadelphia is kind of a mess right now, and you know, Tennessee obviously had to go to Tannehill, which is not ideal. And people might be like, "Oh, well, Tannehill used to be the starter. He's not that bad." The first six games of the season, when Tannehill was the starter, he would, had two touchdowns and six interceptions. He was absolute garbage. I would have brought this up last week. <laughs> okay, he is not good. <laughs> Tannehill is washed. He does not play. I don't know what happened mentally. He's broken or Arthur Smith left. Well, he was, and that was old the when he was drafted. 
he I think Arthur had Smith a weird was the play secret. curve. Uh, and he had a limited, like he has a skill set that only plays in a really narrow window. He's, he basically was Desmond Ritter plus, And like, that's not going to necessarily age super gracefully. It took a while to get good. And it was only in his box. Yeah. And the Arthur Smith system with peak Derrick Henry. Like that was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. he was good then. He's just not to think that any one of us could do okay with peak. That's a very Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl (laughs) comment. Yeah, I agree. That that reminds me of the tweet. I saw because Brock Purdy, you know, just got smashed last week and everyone was dunking on him. And then he had that. There was that one good drive in the second half where San Francisco looked like they might start coming back where they just handed the ball to Christian McCaffrey seven times. Someone tweeted, yeah, the only Brock Purdy could have handed it off to McCaffrey like that. it's like like, because it's just it's just stupid like when you have a really good running back though that's playing at the peak of their powers like yeah you just turn the ball you turn around you give them the ball like you just you do what you got to do okay i think that like i said the defense is really humming a little bit they're able to beat these bad offenses i think we see that continue into next week we play the pittsburgh steelers pittsburgh steelers are not good uh their offense is really not good so we should be able to probably getting mason rudolph yeah, we're probably getting Mason Rudolph, the backup quarterback curse. You know, that's the only thing we got to overcome here. But um, is there, do you guys have any Devin Witherspoon news? Like, have you been? Have you heard anything? I feel like uh, I've all indication I've heard is that his hip injury is like kind of worse than it was originally played as, and uh, it's concerning. So I'm not sure we're gonna see him in the regular season. All right, here we go. Hip pointer uh, against the 49ers. He made the trip to Tennessee. He tried really hard to get ready on game day. So it's he's probably close. I would suspect we'll see him play like 20 to 30 slot corner snaps in this game. That'd be big. Like on a, like on a hundred percent on a pitch count. Don't put him out there for, for 60 or 55. Like you want to Mike Jackson and Tariq Wallen are playing good. Let those guys handle outside corner. Just use this as an opportunity to get Kobe Bryant as far away from the football field as humanly possible. Oh, what happened to that guy? <laughs> and he, I said this in the Discord. Anyone, any, remember when the Kobe Bryant discourse was like, Kobe Bryant won that cornerback of the year award, not Sauce Gardner. Uh, put those people in jail. <laughs> those, don't those, those those people? You should never be allowed to hear football opinions from them again. Um, also, Trey Brown has not looked amazing to me either. Trey uh, Brown just runs hot and cold. I think that's something you have to deal with with him. Um, he's just that's he's small. Like. Some teams are going to be able to take advantage of the small, the small cornerback. And Tennessee's a good example of that with the DeAndre Hopkins is a giant. <laughs> and then, and and then they also Burks is not small. Traylon Burks is huge. Like they have and all Oklahoma these big, is basically a big wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. So all the, they got all these big wide receivers to throw at him. That's not what you want. Trey Brown's going to eat in games where he can like beat up a guy who's six feet tall, even though he's smaller than six feet, but he he'll beat up guys who are six feet tall. It's the, when you get to the six, four, six, five guys, he's going to struggle a little bit. That's yeah, okay. He's crash Holly. You, you need role players, man. He's, he's a good, he's going to good guy to he have around. Five, nine build at six, nine. <laughs> <laughs> he's a good guy to have around. All right. Offensive players. Okay, uh, we'll start with Kevin this time. Cause Eric, you got to go first last time. Kevin, who's an offensive player that really impressed you. Uh, we always weeks. ask a lot out of the position. And so the numbers aren't always beautiful. Um, and there might be like one play a game where it's a little unfortunate, but Charles cross playing on the Island at left tackle has just had some real solid play the last few weeks, which is necessary. Our offense does not work. If our left tackle cannot handle, um, you know, figure we get 60 offensive snaps. If he can't give us 57 solid offensive snaps, our offensive system does not really function very well. He has given us that. 
Yeah, across a lot, three pressures over the last two weeks, one sack. But like you said, Kevin, he's often asked to solo block one guy, and both these teams have good pass rushers. The one he got beat for the second against Tennessee was rough. That that was like the classic, like, okay, this is the limitation of Charles Crossplay because uh who's the really good so it was Arden Key and the thing about it was yeah that was was and the thing about it was Arden Key was offsides the following two plays because he was just straight trying to jump the snap and he got real lucky on that one and made Charles Cross look ugly because he jumped the snap perfectly and was way too fast got around him and it's just it's hard yeah as I say Charles Charles Cross is just never going to be like the elite foot speed guy so he just he's good he's a nice solid left tackle you can't 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 uh begrudge him you know, he's going to miss every once in a while against the uh, the premier athletes in the league. Um, all right, Eric, who's an offensive player who who stepped up for you over these last uh, last two weeks? All right, you can censor me if you want to yell and scream, and I'll redo the pick. Uh, but I just feel like this is this is important to do as a group, and I'm going to go tight ends. Be- oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to swear. I thought you were going to swear. Effing tight ends. Oh, I just, I just didn't even want, like, I, you can't pick the whole group. No, you but, can. Um, you can do it. The and, way our and, offense works, yeah, they're they're all. Yeah, yeah. I, it's I basically think like it's one. like when the it's like when the <laughs> chips all stick together with nachos. It's yes. all with nachos. and the, and 100%. the way they run these like three tight end formations sometimes it's obviously something they're trying to to do. It's it's to find the open guy and see who gets hot. Um, in the Eagles game, what it was uh, six receptions between Fant, Disley, and Parkinson, uh, with Fant getting the majority, and then this round it was mostly Parkinson with just three receptions, but one big post up when, as soon as the ball left his hand, I was like, why are you throwing that? (laughs) And then Parkinson made it look, I don't know. He just, he looked like any great hall of fame tight end you've ever seen. It was, it's really weird. It was great. Cause you, you, you start to realize like Parkinson, this is his fourth year with the Seahawks. Yeah. Like, like it's weird. And another thing too, is the first year he's been noticed like on a semi-weekly basis. Yeah, the the first the in the the first year he was hurt, and then the second year he didn't really play that much. The third year he got a little burn, and this year he's getting a similar amount of light burn. Parkinson, when you watch this college tape, you realize like this guy catches stuff that gets close to him, but you got to get it close. He doesn't have, even though he's a giant, he's not going to reach out and go get it. He's just going to go get the ones that you get to him, and uh, he did a good job. Yeah, like you said, he he posted that guy up, and it was in his in his like tight catch window, and he he made a yes. really nice grab. He's sticking. And his he's blocking stick- has gotten good enough to justify giving him more time on the field yeah. agreed he's he's sticky as, if you put it on him I, as long yeah. as we have disley on this team which is probably just another few games um it's still good to see him out there when he's been healthy he's been a good player for us and um i will always lament had he not had that massive injury a few years ago what could have been of will disley all right we ask the world of kenneth walker the set the third they do not the plays they run for him are not in his wheelhouse the blocking is real mediocre a lot of the times uh they just ask the world of him and uh the last two weeks he has had 19 rushes 86 yards and 16 rushes for 50 yard 54 yards but the most impressive part is that 104 of those yards came after contact the guy is is getting hit at the line of scrimmage a lot or very close to it and just breaking tackles, making things happen. They are asking so much of this man, and he is working. 11 missed tackles for so us in the last two weeks. He is working super hard. Also, big thing for me always is first downs. He's made eight first downs six and six in the Philadelphia game when we desperately needed him because, you know, Drew Locke. So, so yeah, Kenneth Walker has been really good. I'm really pleased with him. 
I do not understand. This is a Shane Waldron thing. Um, this is a shot at Shane Waldron between Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. How we cannot find a consistent run game that gets us on a hundred yard rusher. Mm-hmm. Like this, that is something that needs to be happening. And Kenneth Walker is very much good enough to be getting a hundred yards rushing, but he never does because and honestly, Charbonnet is good enough to get a hundred a hundred yards rushing too. Like we have we have two running backs that legitimately should get like, a few hundred yard games a season. In. Like we are at week sixteen, we can't manage the clock. Like we can't. Well, we, I think we it's also to, like go ahead number of carries. Like he's not getting the opportunities. Like the one the one game he got twenty plus carries, he got one hundred and five yards. We just get him the just get him the ball a little more and figure out ways to get him the ball more creatively. Not 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 just running him on a draw play up the middle or a zone read option where everyone on the field knows Geno's going to hand it off. That, that's another thing. Like don't run zone read with a quarterback who never runs. It's very frustrating. Like <laughs> like Geno Geno's not going to no do one's a buying design, this. No one's you're not freezing the end. Nothing's going. Geno's not giving going to run the ball. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's your way. All you're doing is wasting time, which is gives the defender more time to set the edge and to get in their lanes and fit and fill and all the stuff that you do to stop the run game. So that's um, that's it. That's my that's my uh vent about the run game but kenneth walker's kenneth walker is crushing it and i really appreciate it i already brought up dk and jsn if you you guys want to talk about them again i mean that is the identity of the offense those guys are great dk yeah i was gonna bring up jsn on this kick around yeah go ahead go give me a jsn thought i'm ready okay so uh jsn the (laughs) thing about jsn is that number one uh, both Nathan and I, when we were running the pre uh, the pre draft scenarios, were like, "Oh man, and if JSN fell to twenty, it'd be stupid not to get him." But there's no way that happened. Guess what? Guess what? He fell to twenty, and he's been everything we thought he could be because his numbers aren't crazy flashy. But in the Philly game, he caught four passes for forty eight yards and a touchdown. Um, he only had seven yards after catch, which is an outlier uh, compared to a lot of the rest of the season but he was a difference maker in a limited passing game. That's still about 25% of the passing yards on the game. Uh, Against Tennessee, six catches for 61 yards. 32 of those 61 yards were after the catch. Uh, And he he provides a different type of receiving threat to what Lockett and DK are providing. Um, he, He is a key piece of that balanced offense that we want. He opens up the screen game in a way that nobody else seems to be able to out of his 10 catches. The last two games, five of them were for first downs. Like he's just Mr. Consistency. Um, He's the kind of receiver where no matter what happens with the scheme, no matter what happens with the personnel, he has a skill set that always plays. And he's been putting that on display since about week six, since about the Bengals game. Um, We've really been able to see it. It seemed like that hand injury was finally healed and he was able to go out there and beat JSN. And the more you look at it, the more it looks like, you know, he's he really is the future number one guy, I think, on this team. And that's no slight on DK. That's a hype for uh, for JSN. It's kind of like how Reek he's, is taking a backseat to Witherspoon. That doesn't mean yeah. Reek isn't good. The last two weeks, he has really emerged. Uh, and he was like one of the most important players on the field. I think one thing to remember about JSN, the best thing, is he's still 21 years old. Like this yep. guy is exceptionally young uh, for an NFL player. You're going to see a lot of guys, especially this this year, coming into the NFL at age 23, 24 because of all the COVID stuff. This guy is really young. 
He is still developing, and he was he has been truly uh, starting to to emerge as a really good player. DK, DK is twenty uh, top twenty in the league in yards per route run. In these last two weeks, he did not have a drop. He it feels like he has been um, I don't know how to put it activated in uh, in some way, and I I really like I really just feel like he's been. And super strong. It feels like he knows it's his time right now. Yep. Can I say he, something really he, dumb about maybe uh, maybe he heard the criticism like that? He, maybe he heard KJ say he wasn't a leader, and he was like, "Oh, that's you think that, huh?" Well, let me let me show you something here because that it. Let me give you a very dumb DK thing uh, based on what you just mentioned. Um, DK Metcalf is twenty six years old, same age as Rams rookie quarterback Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Um, so just, again, this is kind of testament to when you get a guy young who has a lot of talent, who has a lot of ability and can make a lot of impact early, they still haven't hit their ceiling yet. DK, I think at 26 years old, still hasn't fully hit his ceiling, but you're seeing where that ceiling is. And I think a better offensive system could unlock that. Okay. And I want to talk about the JSN screen thing really quick, because I think people are bashing it because they do it a lot. Um, JSN has been targeted 20 times on screens this year. Three yards per route run, uh, 123 yards touchdown, 6.2 yards per reception, uh, PFF grade of 84.4 on those on those specific concept plays. That puts him sixth in the league, um, and the of guys that have more than 12, uh, he's third behind Debo Samuel and Demario Douglas, um, ahead of Tyreek Hill. So good like, business. More yards per route run than Tyreek Hill on screens. Yeah, this guy's the like you said, Kevin. This guy's the future. Like he's 21 years old. We are building him up. Getting him the ball on a screen and in space is something. Uh, it's a concept that we can, we have added to our offense now that is strong. Okay, and that and high low coverage of DK and him because DK can take the top and, off of an offense at any moment. That is a nightmare for a defense. And let me read some guys underneath him that get tw- have 15 or more of these receptions. Uh, these are good football players. Michael Pittman. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Waddle, Zay Flowers, Jamar Chase, Amon Ross St. Brown. I could keep going. These are really good football players that get used like this on screen plays uh, because you want to get the ball in your hands of your guys who can get extra yards after the catch. Uh, has it always been great this year? Is it annoying that we do it so much? Yes, but this is a good play. They should run it a lot. <laughs> keep doing it. Uh, that, that one, Double this down. one. Uh, double down. I'm I'm okay with it because it is emerging now. Like it, we're seeing JSN kind of make the leap the last two weeks, and it's becoming a better play in the playbook. I just when you mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown, that's the kind of player JSN is. Um, like we have enough receiving talent around him. Unlike Detroit, we could throw it to the other guys, but like that's the type of like different TJ TJ Hawkinson erasure, get, Kevin. That's TJ Hawkinson uh, erasure. No, that's what injuries do for TJ Hawkinson. Also, <laughs> TJ Hawkinson say, on Minnesota. Out, he has been erased. Oh, which really oh, says what you know. Oh, about wait, the he is offense. on Minnesota. The guy who was on their oh, wait, team that's last Sam La- year. Is that's the Sam Laporta erasure. That's Sam Laporta erasure. Just, I, I think so, you already fantasy, made my, my point fantasy MVP Sam Laporta. You made my Lapointa for me. Um, uh, how many touchdowns <laughs> does Sam Laporta have? Nine? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's sneaky. Decent. He's good. Yeah. Wow. Well, tight ends. Uh, okay. Uh, anything uh, else we, we yeah, want to cover yeah, before yeah. we hit the next week's game, Eric? I'm the, I'm the old man. It won't take long. I'm the old man on the podcast. I want to talk about another old man after I already hit Bobby. Uh, Mister Move the Sticks himself, Tyler Lockett. Yes, he deserves three, deserves that. He only sure. had three uh, three receptions in that Eagles game, but wow, uh, two of them real important. And yes. then he led the league. I uh, led the league. He, you know what? In the five, Seahawks five league, first, five first downs last week. <laughs> I, I, hundred percent, Eric. Amazing. Five first, five first downs last week. He was Tyler Lockett. Here's the thing: 
yeah, we're paying him like a number one slash number two receiver, and he's our number three receiver, but he's really good. <laughs> no, this is not a bash on Tyler. Gone, when he's gone, we'll, you'll, you'll notice. To be depressed. It's going to yeah. be, honestly, for those older Seahawks fans, remember when we didn't have Bobby Ingram anymore? Oh, yeah. And there was like that dark stretch Brian, of like Brian guys who couldn't catch the ball. Like Bobby Ingram was that guy and yeah. Tyler Lockett is light years. Who are some of those legendary like long Seahawks wide receivers? Brian Blades, Bobby Ingram. Um, you know, you when those guys leave, it's just it's just so sad. You just don't want you never that, want I it. That's you never it. want the good times to end. <laughs> uh, OK, we are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. Pittsburgh Steelers 11th in DVOA 3.9. Um, their offense is negative 6.1. Their defense is seventh, though. So they're a good defense and a light offense. Obviously, you know you know about the stars, TJ Watt, Minka Patrick. Those guys are very good at football. Um, is there anything that you guys are specifically looking at uh, against Pittsburgh? Uh, I have I have um a, I have a, an interesting tidbit if you if you want. I was Maybe. honestly so I was really looking forward to this part because I looked at DVOA and I was like, how their defense doesn't look that good. I mean, I know they've got Watt, and I know like. I know they've got some players, but as a whole, if you watch their games, it's not like it's spectacular. So, yeah, what tidbits do you have? And so here's, what, Kevin, what do you see on their defense? They, that really separates their edges them? are really good. Their edges are good, and they shut down the other team's number one yeah. wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? Do you, uh, what, do you know what a good advantage we have, though? We have, we have three number three one, number one, one receivers, <laughs> and they are very bad against number three wide receivers. Number three wide receivers plus eighteen percent DVOA. That's thirtieth in the league for Pittsburgh. The way we get after them is we figure out who are they not taking seriously, who are they not covering. Is it JSN? Is it Tyler? Is it DK? Which guy are they kind and of? And be ready know, to rotate that because they will. And be ready to yes, exactly. Be ready to attack the weakness. We have actually done this in re- recent weeks. We saw it against Philadelphia. They went after James Bradbury because they saw the weakness. They said this guy is the guy that that is playing bad. We are going to go after James Bradbury over and over. That's what they need to do in this game. The exact same thing. Find the guy they are not taking seriously, or find the guy that they're trying to, you know, make you look away from. Right? They're trying to they're trying to trick basically you. find the guy Joey Porter Jr. isn't covering. And then and then attack that guy, <laughs> attack that guy because that that is uh, that is what the, you do. You can beat them in the uh, with the uh, the wide receiver threes. But Nathan, does DK Metcalf know how to make Patrick Peterson look terrible in a game? Oh wait, yes. we are yes. doing it to that. He can. He will sun him. They're also good against tight ends in general. So I don't think this is a tight end game. I think this is a game where we see, you know, we need to see the wide receivers. We need to spread it out a little bit. Let Geno play point guard and protect him enough that he can do that. Because if we do. Gino's very good. Gino is very good if he has the protection, or if he just knows he needs to get rid of it in two seconds. Because that's what he did in the that's what he did in the uh, Dallas in game. Dallas game. He was just like, yeah. oh, I just need to throw it immediately. Okay, I can do that. If we basically do exactly the Dallas game plan, uh, this should be a win because I think it's a very similar defense. Yeah. So, okay, uh, let's go ahead and get to our picks. You guys, you guys know this. You guys know the spread for this game. The spread is this game is I'm scrolling to it. Here we go. Oh, I scrolled past. Oh, uh, I think it's uh, like plus four and a half. Seahawks at home are minus three and a half. Three and a half. Okay. All right, Eric, what do you got? What do you got in this one? Um, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh always plays this close, even if it's a blowout, except for that one year in what? Dude, timeout. Timeout. You said Pittsburgh always plays this close. You could replace any team name in that sentence. <laughs> you, if, the whole, the whole if point you of let me, <laughs> if you let me finish, there's the also. Of, hold on. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just wanted to make a part, joke. 
is that we also we love playing to our to our to the level of who we're playing i.e. Uh-huh. that titans game like i feel like we pulled one out against the eagles because they're good and we barely beat the titans because we're so bad so <laughs> yep. so with that uh i've got another close one uh let's go with an annoying score because it's christmas and it's fun uh 25 17 seahawks so I agree with you, Eric. The whole point of Pete Carroll football is to be losing by three with five minutes to go, so I that you can get the so you back can get to the back ball. weeks of uh, can you win in the first quarter and the whole team like yay, you know it's no it's a little too much, Pete. It's a little too much. Like I uh, get it. Pete Pete is going to do exactly what you think. He's going to keep the game close. He's going to play the most agonizing brand of football. It's it's why um, even though I'm on the fire Waldron train, I need him to hand the reins to someone one else because i do feel like pete it's like just keep it close i love a close game Urgh, i'm grandpa just keep it close we'll win it in the end uh, i don't that's not a great way to play uh it's playing with fire and i don't love it so pete plays with fire again here we go get ready for agony seahawks 22 steelers 20 kevin uh very similar thought at 24 20 seahawks um i think at the end of the day our defense should be able to shut down what is a woeful offense yeah, it is. This is the, the another de- another good defensive performance here, and I think you can start to say the defense is really building uh, something. If they have Witherspoon back and Jamal Adams uh, at at the hospital, they should be fine. So <laughs> there <laughs> there are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so: head over to patreoncom Nest. and for as little as a dollar twenty four a month, join the Discord. That is the uh, primary benefit that we are providing. Uh, the Discord, of course. Uh, is my is my home. That's <laughs> sorry. I I've spent way too much time posting on the on the Discord. It's I I have a like alerts turned off on my phone except for the Seahawks Nest Discord. So that should uh that should tell you. Yeah, Nathan, <laughs> exactly I hold that down. Do. If you would like direct interfacing with yeah. everyone except for Eric, who doesn't believe in the internet, um, the, I think I believe in the internet. Good. I just don't believe in certain apps because I'm old and I refuse to change. <laughs> I'm dug in. But I believe, and in I'll never change. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I respect Eric because he evolved at the times to get to Instagram. And then he was like, that's good enough. <laughs> he was like, like Facebook sucks. And he was right. Eric's right. Facebook does suck. And then he went to Instagram and then he kept with the kids. But then he was like, after that, he was like, I can't do it. The TikToks and the Snapchat. T- t- it's pronounced Tico Talk because I'm old. Tico Talk. And those damn kids in their Nintendos. Uh, no, but, so I opened. But you, know, but you know what, gentlemen? You know what app doesn't suck? Uh, the Zencaster app. If you like recording your, oh come on, that was such a no, good. That's, no, that's great. No, no go. Don't I'll, actually, don't I'll read the name. I'll read the names after this. Yeah, Zencaster is great. It will save your bacon in any podcasting situation, except for one. Except where you're, except for one. Where Kevin, your kids, Kevin, your kids that was an incredulous reaction that you actually spun such a perfect, <laughs> nice a job, perfect thing. Yeah, these are code app we uh, use. Zen.ai slash or Zencaster.com slash Seahawks Nest. Uh, the link is in the Discord, actually. So if you want to. Also, if you're just like super broke and you just want to be in the Discord really bad, just message me on Twitter. I'll, I'll make something happen for you. All right. Uh, so the thank you to those who support the show. Patreon's new and old. Do it all for the Tucci, Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Evan, Floctimus, Gavin, James, Jost, Joshua, Lucas, Malcolm, Ryan, Samuel, Timothy, Tom, Warwolf, Astro, Blake, Washington Fish Quest. Check them out. Really cool show. Uh, it's on YouTube. Uh, if you like Washington and fishing, which if you don't, why? I mean, I feel like that the subset of people who here? listen to this podcast are going to like Washington 
and that about half of them are going to like fishing. So this is a good show to check out. Bob, Casey, Cracksnacker420, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Luke, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Noah, Poops, Thomas, Warwolf, Brandon, Nick, Chip. Oh, did I say Warwolf twice? I think I did. Whatever. Yes. Um, I think Deserved. it's because it. I think it's because it's on the that point in my mind, and then he upgraded. He actually upped his support level, so he moved himself up the up the list. You know, you can move up the list by uh, changing how much you donate to the show. Uh, also, if you just donate a random number, that's what those people at the end. Okay. Uh, this is going to be a long movie club. Settle in. Here we go. We are going to do an eliminator of the 43. That's right. 43. We're providing content because you missed us last week and we know it. We know you missed us. Okay. 43. Wow. Bowl this games. This is for your commute back from Christmas. We got plenty on this. 40, 43, guys. 43. There are 43 bowl games. We're going to eliminate them. We are judging them on three measures. Okay. And none Great. of them are about football. None of them are about football. Number one, <laughs> the name slash name and sponsor. Number two, that's seventy percent of it right there. Number two, branding. So like the logo, all that stuff. And then number three is like if they have something cool like their website, like their website or a trophy or something like that. Okay. Um, we and we have all their websites. We have gone to their websites. <laughs> we have spent way too much time on this. Uh, okay, I'm gonna read the names just rapid fire. Uh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> bowlseason.com slash sports slash bowl slash schedule slash 2023-2024. You'll just hear them all as they get eliminated. If I read 42 names. uh, If you want to be able to check and follow along. Yeah, I'll post the link in the Discord right now uh, so you can follow along as you go. All right, Kevin, uh, what's our first elimination here? All right, uh, I'm going to go controversial for my first elimination. Okay. Uh, The Avocados from Mexico Cure Bowl. Oh, come on. That was the one I wanted to win. So, <laughs> issue number one, it's okay. avocados from Mexico and the bulls in Orlando. Okay, I love avocados from Mexico, though. Great commercials. Uh, oh, I need a link. Why, guys why is it from Orlando, though? That should not be Orla- an Orlando bull. Number two, uh, it's associated with the Susan G. Coleman Foundation, and uh, I gladly eliminate anything that has to do with them immediately. Yeah, I uh, mean, the, uh, the 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 Susan G. Coleman Foundation is, uh, is kind of is like awful. a... Uh, it's they if like the man- mafia ran a. Uh, it's if the mafia was running yes. breast cancer awareness. Yes. So that that I that I um I part I agree with that part and uh yeah but I love avocados and especially the avocados from Mexico commercials. Also the logo the logo is all pink which I obviously love so I would have kept it. Also the game this year thirteen to nine nice great bowl game. okay. <laughs> hey, one thing I have that's, fo- that's football for sickos. <laughs> Like Nathan, I wanted to keep that going for a while only because it's got the shoehorn name. Like avocado shrimps. <laughs> cure. We gotta we gotta smash as many sponsors as possible cure, into this. Cure bowl. All right, Eric, hit me up with also, the next one. Halftime show wasn't played by the cure. Oh, that's, a, that's a letdown. That's a huge letdown. All right, Eric, what do you got for me? Um I uh damn, I think I I think I lost the one. Um so I'm just gonna go ahead and in uh, I'm gonna get rid of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Okay. Um, fair. Because fair. it's one, it's drab. It's just get get changing with the times. Get four more sponsors in there and make it like the cracked bell bowl. Um, okay. So number one, the Liberty Bowl is cool because it's been around forever. It's one of like the classic bowl games, but that stadium 
uh, let me put it this way. That would be a downgrade for the Washington Commanders to move to that stadium. And you can't say that about very many stadiums. Yeah, I also don't. Okay, here's here's the thing that bugs me about it. Okay, is it's the it's the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, right? Also, it's like St. Jude, I think, is on there. But it's in like Memphis, right? Yes. Why is the Liberty Bowl not in Philadelphia? This is why I would have eliminated it. Like that because bog- that's the name of the stadium. That's that it's one of the old ones named after. Why the is the Liberty Bell in it then on yes, their logo? Too much. That's a good question. <laughs> too much confusion. <laughs> it's like you 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 don't you don't do that. That's that doesn't make, that make no sense. They're they're really they're really trying to steal from Philadelphia, which is like the worst place to steal from. Like it's Philadelphia already sucks. Okay, I'm going to eliminate the college football playoff national championship presented by AT and T. It is a mouth. It is a mouthful, and it is not the correct playoff format. Four game, four team playoff. That's so stupid. Oh, so last year of it. I'm I'm so I hate it. So this is my chance to just eliminate it as early as possible. College football national championship presented by AT and T. Burning hell. <laughs> I don't know what else to say? You're done. Go away. Um, I, I hated it almost as much as the, like the computers make the game era. It, it, I'm glad this 14 playoff is over. Kevin. All right. Uh, the Lockheed Martin armed forces bowl. <laughs> I don't, nothing says America quite like young people not being paid in order to do something for the military industrial complex. The end. Get out of yeah. here. Um, I'm going to, Oh, it's Eric's turn. Go ahead, Eric. No, I, I, oh, I, I thought you were going to say something about it. No, uh, the, I, I mean, Lockheed Martin uh, it was high on my list of should be eliminated ASAP. So, yes. Yeah, for similar reasons as the last one, the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, it just, <laughs> it's doing nothing for me. And, um, you know, if it had like, uh, like guacamole on the side or like some streamers, something that would actually okay, say Fiesta. Number one, number one. This the is one of the bowl, They used to have a hat with chips yes. and guac, Thank and, you, and the player would wear it like if they won. That was great. This is now, number two. Now it's, it's so a prestige serious. bowl. It's so, so serious. So Fiesta Bowl is, is a one of the classic bowls. It has yep. a great logo. Throwing Verbo on it has completely ruined the vibe. I am That's with Eric. I am with Eric a thousand percent on this one. Like it's like. This w- this went from like one of the ones that I- like when it was Tostitos Fiesta Bowl and it all made sense. Oh, A plus, yeah. yeah. And also the, the the logo with the Arizona iconography and it says Fiesta Bowl looks great. And that that stupid Verbo, like it just looks horrible. How many ninety nine Ruin- cent Arizona some- iced teas do I need to buy for them to make an Arizona iced tea uh, Fiesta Bowl? Because they I mean- ruin they ruined something that was perfectly fine. And uh, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna go with the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, mostly because for this reason. When you go to the website, it says they have a trophy that actually is like a it's like a trophy that looks like Elvis, which I like. So that's oh. a plus. But the problem is, is that it just says champions Northwestern. And then it says the game was over. Like a really big screen. <laughs> and when I went to it, I don't know why it just made me laugh. Like it should say the score of the game or something like that. But in just really big letters, it says the game was over. <laughs> no, it's Vegas. It hit the over. Oh, really? That's what they meant? No, no. <laughs> I have it no just, idea. It just bothered me. So, okay. Uh, my favorite thing about the Las Vegas Bowl is that it was always a Pac-12 tie-in, and no Pac-12 team ever wanted to be there. That's nah. the <laughs> Utah versus Northwestern. Northwestern fourteen. Utah seven. What a game! All right, Kevin, give me give me one. Uh, I guess I'm telling on myself. The Military Bowl presented mm. by GoBowling.com. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> number one, too many bowls. Number two, already made my opinions about military and free labor uh, very clear. Uh, number three, uh, just nothing to like about this. Uh, I will say, one thing that's weird I, too I is agree. When, you, when you go to their website, it's like all about like the, their ch- their charity efforts. Um, and it's very like very which patriotic. makes me immediately distrust it. It's super patriotic, like too patriotic. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird one for for sure. The All right, tryhard.com. Have your kids work for the military for free bowl. Eric, what you got? Kevin and I are definitely following our own themes, and we're not we're not letting letting up on them. I can't I, wait for Eric to eliminate another prestigious, well named bowl. Because that is not like... that is no longer well named. You think Verbo Fiesta was well named, Kevin? Yeah, Verbo. Adding Verbo to Fiesta. Uh, I just leave bad. the Verbo off. And yeah, that they did that, not that, though. That's, yeah, that's they the did not. And that is why that is why I'm eliminating another prestigious bowl because the Cheez It Citrus Bowl <laughs> doesn't do it for me. You know uh, what this country it's... needs? Everyone needs oranges, but getting a cracker that is the color orange. I don't think so. Also, I'm, if you go on the website, they went hard on the Cheez-Its. Like, really if you did. think you're going to forget about the Cheez-Its, you <laughs> are wrong. It it's is, like it's like two different fonts, two different colors, all letting you know Cheez-Its so are what's up. And also, it's, it's the Citrus Bowl. <laughs> so yeah, cheese Cheez-Its and citrus. and citrus do not go together. Enjoy. It is not a great combo. And they really uh, they really leaned in here. They really leaned in. They were like, this is the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl. Uh, I'm not. I Their website is horrible, too. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to go oh, with. Heartburn Bowl. I'm going to take, take a free square. I don't even have to explain it very much. The Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Uh, um, I can take that off my list. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think I need to explain why I picked <laughs> okay, this. Wait. If I if I do, uh, just just uh, let me let me know, I guess. But so let me uh, let me just say some good things about it real quick. The Toledo Wyoming matchup is kind of fun. Also, okay. you scroll down; it's Pachanga Week. Okay, their bowl week is a Pachanga, and that's a party that doesn't stop until the taco touchdown. This is what we needed for the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, but, but their no. logo, their logo is just the Barstool logo, but instead it says saying Barstool Sports, it says Arizona Bowl. Yes. Like they didn't do, they should have, if you wanted me to keep this for longer, it should have said like, the branding should have involved Arizona in some way. Does that make sense? Like Literally that, anyway. Literally <laughs> anything. Like I honestly would, I'm surprised like the Verbo Fiesta Bowl, at least it looks like, you know, Fiesta. It's got the cactuses and the Arizona flag. This one, it's literally just the Barstool logo. Anyway, uh, Kevin. Okay, I'm eliminating the Starco Brands LA Bowl hosted by Gronk. Come on! The entire title of the bowl. Which Come on, hosted by Gronk. So long. Okay, so um, here's here's my problems with this. Is one, I I wanted to either have this win or eliminate it first. I couldn't decide. So in in some ways, damn you, Kevin. In other ways, thank you, Kevin. I wanted this to win because uh, it was in my it was in my shortlist of winning. Mostly because when you go to the website, did you go to the website? Yes. One hundred and one. It's it's all like Gronk themed, and then he has like a LA Bowl championship belt, and it's like it's like hell yeah, dude. I want I am the LA so Bowl championship out on bowl. Gronk. Oh my god! And they have there's an LA Bowl chain that he's gonna give to someone, the player of the game. Like that stuff, that stuff's corny but really fun to me. Like that that he's gonna give the team that wins a championship belt and then the player of the game a LA Bowl chain. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm fine with that. Uh, that's 
more, As they got their more, chain in the turtleneck sweater. Got it. More, more of that, please. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, whose turn is it? It's mine. It's uh, it's my turn because Kevin yep. just uh, okay, destroyed yeah, Bronk. Hit, hit, hit me. <laughs> Here we go. Where am I going? Of course, Channel I'm going my here. inner cam chancellor and Earl Thomas and destroy Gronk to the direct TV holiday bowl. <clears throat> okay. One. Here's another one where the sponsor's ruining a classic good yes, name. Exactly. Uh, this is Eric. Probably... We know what Eric, we know what bothers Eric the most when you put like a really corny sponsor with a good name, bull name. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, here's, here's the problems I have with this bowl. Everything we just said about putting direct TV over the holiday bowl logo. Uh, the fact that this is a medium winter classic logo. For the DirecTV Holiday Bowl logo. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Uh, it's also being played in one of the um, I now, hold know, up. most most I beautiful like, ballparks. I like it's... the games that are played in the baseball stadiums. That's one of my things. Oh, my God. You don't like that? You... Advance for eliminations that are coming then. Look at you don't these, like that? Look at these sight lines. You <laughs> they're they're are, horrible. But it's just funny. You're approximately 700,000 feet away from I, the 50-yard line. I think when you play when you play a game on a baseball field and the field does not really fit in the baseball field that well, no. uh, it really captures the spirit. The corner of the end zone is going to – you're going to hit the wall if you catch the corner <laughs> of the south end zone. Uh, also, like one of some of the worst seats in the center field. Concussion. Yeah, like, some of these some of these seats are horrible. They don't yeah, even like. And there's all they these barely seats face are the on the twenty yard line, thirty field. yard line, where there are no seats. That's that's where the batter's eye is. So it's like, hey, prime real estate, you're not getting it. So yeah, it's out. All right, um, it's my turn. I'm going to do guaranteed rate bowl. Yep. Just super boring logo sucks. Uh, it they don't they didn't even bother to give it a real name. They were just like, nope, it's the guaranteed rate bowl. Like they didn't even bother to give it like a like a second little little hit. And guaranteed rate is not a good enough sponsor to carry that, which will come up later because you you can if you're a good enough sponsor, you can carry, you know, the bowl name. Uh, not if you're guaranteed rate. So, yeah, that's my elimination. Kevin. Hey, speaking on the exact same terms, rely quest bowl. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not a real bowl. It's a ReliaQuest advertisement masquerading as a bowl. <laughs> There's nothing cool about it. There's no cool trophy. There's no cool anything. This is a garbage. It does uh, have a. It does have bowl. a trophy. It does have I a know, trophy, but it's not a cool trophy. No, no, it's not. It's. Just, it looks like it's just like a plaque on top of a trophy for no reason. It I looks like a trophy you'd win for getting a high school three A championship in soccer. The thing that's really annoying about the ReliaQuest Bowl, other than the fact that it's just like, we we made a generic bowl. logo for a ReliaQuest Bowl, but uh, is that the, the teams playing in it are good, <laughs> too. So it's, yeah. like way, it's like way too far up the bowl prestige ranking for like... Uh, for being a garbage bowl? Correct. All right, Eric, hit me. Uh, this is this is the uh, you've gone this far. You don't need to go any farther. I'm taking a taking a break from the historic bowls. I'm going to eliminate Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. <laughs> Come on. Frisco, first of all, the Frisco Bowl is a historic bowl. It is a historic bowl, but not with these matchups. Um, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> just because it's a bowl we've heard of doesn't mean it belongs deserves to be here. Also, Scooter's Coffee. Guys, this is this is the most vanilla bowl on the list, and it just so my favorite thing go. is I don't know what Scooter's Coffee is. So in my head, in Frisco, there's just a little like guy named Scooter who has a coffee stand. He's like, I'm gonna have me a bowl. So problem for me is that the Frisco Bowl for me, I think San Francisco, and then I think, oh, Scooter's Coffee that goes really well with with San Francisco. That kind of makes sense. A coffee like a trendy coffee place in San Francisco, but no, it's in Frisco, Texas. So I'm with Eric that it's not great. 
okay, it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. How about let's get rid of Myrtle Beach Bowl? It's just an advertisement for Myrtle for Myrtle Beach. Uh, it is like one of the lowest prestige bowls. Myrtle Beach seems like a great place to visit, uh, I guess. But it's I would sh- like to get sent there if I'm a mediocre college football team, because that seems like a decent place to have to right go. In the, right. In the, yeah. it, it deserves to get eliminated somewhere in the middle. And that's where we are. All right, Kevin. Uh, the serve pro first. Responders oh, bowl. you took mine. <laughs> because uh, a serve pro is a fraud company. Um, and <laughs> it's true. They got in trouble for, uh, uh, committing insurance fraud for a number of years where they would set up extra equipment and then charge the customer and get your insurance rate jacked up. So surf pro sucks. And it also isn't a real bowl. Um, and it has the same thing where, yeah, it's, there's just a lot of problems with it. Um, that game's today, sucks. by the way. Um, yeah, I hate that when you go to the website, it just says let's play y'all. But then it's yes. got a football with a mask and a hat on it. It's really weird. It so, was obviously uh, AI generated. Taken, taken <laughs> at the uh, the the quickest they could get it. All right. Um, well, so they're trying. They're trying to. They're trying to make you like it by making it about first responders. But it, we know it's not really about that. Anyway, Eric hit me. Uh, I feel like this was probably a really good bowl had they just put it in an actual bowl game. Uh, qu- the Quick Lane Bowl in Detroit. Um, quick that needs a better name i agree because yeah because it's, uh, it's a cool idea for a bowl but like it needs to not just be a company name call it the motor city bowl and then put presented quick by quick brought Lane. to you presented by gronk picking his nose uh with a with the the guys from grease monkey bowl like do something a little fancier with it uh seemed like a good bowl game had i actually paid attention to it and watched it but yeah, you got to go. I like that their official website is on the Detroit Lions site. So you can really tell that it that really matters. Looking at that, I was like, wait, wait, did I hit the wrong link here? No. no uh, all right. I'm going to get rid of the Tax Act Texas Bowl, mostly because it sounds like a law that they're trying to pass. Like Tax Act Texas, like we're, we're going to make your taxes lower or something. I don't know. It's not for me. <laughs> Also, it's at uh, Energy Stadium, the Houston Texans Stadium, which NRG is way, too, which is way too, which is way too big for a bowl. I, I, one thing I think that these bowls need to realize is that you should not put your game in a sixty thousand seat stadium unless it is literally one of the six best bowls, because otherwise the stadium's going to be eighty five percent empty and look really stupid on TV. So that's that's my uh, my other take. This might get some people because it's Texas A and M versus Oklahoma State. Probably not, though, because it's basically a, a preseason game. So many guys opt out of these non-bowls that don't matter now. All right. Yeah. Kevin. Uh, Eric, just, just to help you out a little bit, because I... Uh, so the Quick Lane Bowl actually is the Motor City Bowl. The Motor City Bowl um, was eventually sponsored by Little Caesars, and then it was turned <laughs> into the Little Caesars Bowl in 2010, then went defunct in 2013, where it was replaced by the Quick Lane Bowl. So, way to spend two sponsors to end up with a worse name. It should yeah. definitely be the Motor City Bowl, brought to you by Quick Lane. Thank you. Um, Still be on you, the list. Okay. So, uh, the next one that I have for elimination is um, I am going to take out. Okay. Uh, there are th- two in this category. I will take out the Pinstripe Bowl. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Number well, one, wait, you got to read the whole name, Kevin. Okay, uh, let me get back to it because I had. <laughs> okay, I'll do it for you. It doesn't the, work because it the, errors out. The Bad Boy Motors <laughs> Pinstripe Bowl, which the is Bad Boy, Bad Boy, Boy Mowers, Mowers yes. which is why, which is why I would want to keep it. 
that is like literally the only reason uh, you keep so it. So Yankee Stadium is a well, garbage place to host a bowl game. Um, yes. That is the entire reason I have to eliminate it. Uh, this is a travesty. Their, bowl their website, not be in baseball stadiums. Their website, like I said before, I kind of like it, but the their website is on the Yankees website. I don't know why it tries to take you to like an actual website, but you have to go to the Yankees website to get to their actual website. And then there's a whole thing on there about Yankee Stadium football, football <laughs> legacy and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I don't know what the wor- best slash worst part of this, but they have like the MVPs of the pinstripe bowl. Like last year it was to his brother um, stuff. So, okay. Christian Hackenberg in 2014, Kevin. Okay. Uh, Eric, so, hit me. So uh, Robinson then. All right, so uh, this is where I feel like Kevin's going to school me and say, this is one of the most historic bowls in the world. Uh, how dare you get rid of it? 68 Ventures Bowl. Here. Six, <laughs> 68 Ventures Bowl is gone. Uh, one, I'm not sure how I feel about this matchup. Also, it was played at the uh, at Hancock-Whitney Stadium, which I'm pretty sure the teams and the venue, I'm getting serious Waterboy vibes here. It Yes, this is... Definitely. So the 68 Ventures Bowl, the one thing I will say that kept me from straight eliminating it, like among the first, is 68 Ventures is apparently like a bunch of local companies banding together. Um, so I think that idea is kind of cool. It's for like it's the same uh, as the, uh, Alabama it's the same, Coast. It's the same as the Myrtle Beach Bowl. It's an mm-hmm. advertisement for Mobile, Alabama. So but I'm the, okay with it being taken out ooh, at this point. It's unclear, but the thing is, it's unclear from the name that that's what they're doing. Like yes. that's it should be the Mobile Bowl. Like just make hey, it, it the used to be. So the bowl game was originally known as the Mobile Alabama Bowl, but they changed it because (laughs) GMAC bought the name rights and it was the GMAC Bowl. Then it was the GoDaddy Bowl. Then it was the Dollar General Bowl. bowl, Then it was the Lending Tree Bowl. And now 68 Ventures bought it back. But like they should have just changed the name to Mobile Alabama if that's their goal is to make it about Mobile Alabama. So, you know, they went through a bunch of really bad sponsors, too, by the way. Yes. (laughs) um, So they're they're on the they're on the road back. They just need to change the name. And I think that the then we're we're in uh okay uh let's get rid of the radiant nah roofclaim.com boca raton bowl oh uh, <laughs> the roofclaim.com really drops it for me yeah it's the i don't mind the like the bowls that are advertisements to come vacation in your city i'm for those i like that uh why roof why roofclaim.com uh Terrible they spot. had a real good chance at calling this the roofclaim.com at Boca Raton, and it would have had a flow that would a lot of people wouldn't have questioned it, and it probably would have gone farther up here because it rhymed. But you got also, to put bowl in there somewhere, and it Eric, just screwed d- up does, the flow. Does this logo not look like uh, it belongs on the outside of like a really bad like restaurant <laughs> that, serves fried, yes. that serves fried shrimp? <laughs> it does. 100%. Uh, I knew immediately the bad restaurant, and oh. <laughs> It's like yeah. this is where you this is where you get food poisoning from deep fried shrimp and and like that doesn't even seem possible to me but but it happens. why is there scampy cold and gross? <laughs> uh, it's Kevin again. We are firing the wasabi Fenway bowl into the sun. Um, <laughs> Come on! Once again, Fenway uh, should not host uh, uh, a bowl game. That is uh, exhibits one through thirty seven as to why this is being eliminated. The thirty eighth wasabi shouldn't be a sponsor. What, what it's wasabi it's good it's a good it's a good condiment like you know people like in boston don't know what wasabi is and thus there's yeah there's when i think when i think there. when i think sushi i think boston 
Do you think that? Do you think that that's what the wasabi is though? Wasabi is a cloud storage company. If it was called the Duncan's <laughs> Bowl, it would still be up there. But again, this is all part of why it's a problem. Uh, okay, let's go to Eric. Uh, let's go with the Cricket Celebration Bowl. Okay, because I, I saw a time show in uh, college football bowl. Do they I, do they demonstrate the cricket? No, uh, this is the uh, HBCU National Championship game, and they have the HBCU uh, marching bands come out and perform. So it's like kind of like the championship for the marching band. There are people like the, yes, the declare, halftime show is arguably a bigger deal than the game. They declare the awesome they declare the band the band of the year. Uh, this year it was North Carolina A&T and Florida Memorial. Like well, that is not uh, football. That's just bands. And for bands, it would be one. But for football, it's it's eliminated now. I think this is about it's the also, right spot for it. Yeah, it's also not a FCS uh, or it's not an FBS bowl game. It's an FCS bowl game. So it's kind of like this whole other thing. I argued at the beginning we shouldn't include it, but I understand why we did. It's also uh, I, there's no way they sold this thing out. But I'm just saying that Eric is racist because he eliminated the HBCU Bowl. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Got him. We got him. him. Uh, All right. Here's mine. You ready? The Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic. And here's why. Cotton Bowl? Great. The word classic shouldn't have been included. Goodyear? Fine. If you declare yourself to be classic, you are not classic. Okay. Is it the Cotton Bowl Classic, though? (laughs) You know, you don't say it. You don't have to say it. This is like when KFC made the famous bowl. It's KFC's new famous bowl. Well, what is it? Is it new or is it famous? Because if it's new, it shouldn't be famous yet. Okay. You don't declare yourself the classic. You let other people do that for you. You say, you say, this is the cotton bowl. And everyone goes, oh yeah, cotton bowl. That's classic. They say it for you. You do not declare yourself to be the classic. Also, I think Goodyear is kind of a mid uh, thing. And the Goodyear logo is way too prominent in the actual logo uh, for me. Like, there's way too much yellow in this logo. If they made the Goodyear and the line all white, I think this would look a lot better to me. And I am judging now at this point, the logo matters a lot for me because we are getting <laughs> into the, the nitty gritty here. So, all right. Uh, it's Kevin's turn. The Pop-Tarts Bowl looks entirely AI generated. I'm eliminating <laughs> But it. that trophy, that trophy. <laughs> the, tra- that trophy the trophy that looks AI generated. Looks AI generated. <laughs> the the field looks AI generated. The <laughs> name looks AI. This is they like put, if you they play an NCAA pop- football game for too long and they run out of bowls and have to make more bowls, it would generate the Pop Tart Bowl. Also, they put way real pop tart. Color scheme is Blockbuster. They put real pop. Do you know why though? It's because it used to be the Blockbuster Bowl. I know. That's that's what makes it even worse yeah, they, somehow. They kept they kept the history. They kept the history. <laughs> they kept the if history. I was a stud history. on one of the college football teams playing in this, and they showed me that trophy. I would call my agent and I would say, <laughs> Where am I projected to go? Okay, if I don't play in this bowl, where am I gonna fall to? Because I have no motivation after seeing that trophy. They just spray they painted a real bunch of Pop Tarts. They put real Pop Tarts in there on the top. They then spray paint. Oh my gosh, it's no, it's the most absurd. They did thing. not spray paint those top Pop Tarts. The one I'm talking about the ones not on the, the ones side. in the not the ones in the football. Yeah, they, they chrome the co- they the chrome s- coated the ones on the side. That's great. Yeah, I think Pop Tart bowls. Pop Tart bowl rules of the like the name is only the sponsor bowls. Pop Tart was number one, was and guess what? One I think it was the last. I think it was the like the last or second to last one we eliminated. Um. All right, it's Eric's turn, right? Camellia Bowl. Yeah. Um, okay. Camellia Bowl is historic if it was the historic Crampton Bowl, but also they put historic in front of it, so that's kind of out. Uh, 
I think the logo is kind of the only thing that I like, but it feels like it's half done. I just want it gone. I like that it's still the Camellia Bowl, and it's not the TaxSlayerDaddy.org Camellia Bowl. I Fair. hate that on their website, every word is capitalized. Like, go go to the About Us page of the Camellia Bowl website. I almost eliminated it at first because of this. But, but then I was the like, thing. you know what? This is not that bad of a name it's and logo. It's the Camellia Bowl. And when it's all capitalized, I just think that someone's no, grandma like, named Camellia not, runs the website. It's and not she all, types everything in caps. I don't think you're understanding what I'm saying. It's not that everything is in caps. Like, click this link. It's that they capitalize the first letter of every word. And apparently this is how Vince McMahon sends his text messages, too. So I just want you guys to understand. I like more. <laughs> Uh, that, that this is like the word in should not be capitalized in the middle Somebody's of the sentence. Nana Camellia is running this website and that should make you happy. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, okay. Um, it's, it's, that was Eric's, right? So it's my yes. turn. Yes. Uh, someone's these old, are getting someone's famous, <laughs> famous, to, famous toastery bowl. Yes. I, I feel like this one slipped through the cracks because I thought it was the famous Idaho potato bowl. Uh, and, uh, I kept like over going over it when I was looking at the, the names, but now this time it will no, it will no longer escape my, uh, my gaze here. Famous Toastery Bowl doesn't even have their own website that should tell you everything you know about the famous Toastery Bowl. It's a bad logo. I think I honestly would have eliminated it like five eliminations ago if I would have not kept reading over it because I thought it was famous Idaho potato bowl. <laughs> so, so, um, I apologize in advance to all fans of, uh, famous toastery or people who were mad that I did not eliminate it sooner. <laughs> Kevin. Uh, that was Go my ahead. next elimination. Cause it needed to be eliminated along with these other ones that are like that. Um, uh, I am actually going to skip around a little bit though. The easy point Hawaii bowl is getting eliminated here. Is it easy? Oh. Is it easy point or easy post? I wrote it's easy post, easy post. Oh, I, wrote... I don't care. Same thing. I... Why, but Kevin, look at that trophy, and it's historic. The trophy's okay, great. Except, except it's not historic because it's not the Aloha Bowl anymore. It's not being played in Aloha Stadium. It's being played in a parking lot in a temporary stadium because the stadium got too rusty and was condemned. So this is a parking lot bowl game uh, that they put a sponsor in front of the rest of the name of. Eliminate it now. I think like when they wanted they everyone to die real in stadium, the... I'm good with it. And the it's in the t- Alamo Bowl. I mean, it was 16th. I think that's fair. I, the, you, Eric's right. It's a great trophy. The logo is good, except for where it says Easy Post. So, you know, that that obviously is a real It's drag. mostly being played in a parking lot that drags it down for me. All right. Uh, Eric, hit me one. This one's hard for me, but I think it's got to go just because, I don't know. I feel, I feel like at this rate, I'm kind of away from uh, the ridiculous names, and I kind of want to keep, like, the historic bowls. Duke's Mayo Bowl is gone. Oh come on, okay. dude! So along <laughs> with so... the along with the cheese it bowl, go to the website. Oh, they this is so Duke's <laughs> mayo centric. It's amazing. Mayo slathered no. mayonnaise all over <laughs> the site. You know the best part of it. Guess what the Gatorade dump is? It's a mayo oh. dump. Yeah, oh the Duke. God. The only thing you is, take your elimination back. <laughs> I mean, I could you just cover me in bread so I can make sandwiches for the next week before I die. So hey, um, it's so on brand for you, this podcast that the Mayo sponsor bowl was the last sponsor bowl to be eliminated. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. So uh, I thought Duke's Mayo bowl had a chance to win, be, mostly because of how much they lean into the stupid mayonnaise stuff. 
<laughs> the Duke's oh, available. Yeah, they go hard. They're like it's, all about the mayonnaise and like they yeah, they're like talking about mayonnaise the whole game. They do like Kevin said, they do the mayonnaise dump. Do the fries um, at the stadium come with mayonnaise? They everyone in the crowd, if you go to like watch the watch the 22 they made a 22 2022 mayo hype video where everyone in the crowd was like eating straight <laughs> mayonnaise so and good. stuff. It's And this so game's stupid. not in Alabama. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. Which I, is actually like a pretty good was just a shot. It's I said the other shot Alabama. Yeah, I think like going with Charlotte actually is a good call. Um, okay, uh, North Carolina is playing in the game this year too, so it probably actually will be pretty good. I'm going to go 76 Birmingham Bowl. I like the Bulls that are named mm. after cities. Um, I think this is just the right time to get rid of uh, the the old 76 Birmingham Bowl, mostly because uh, they have like this blue and red color scheme, and then they just slap the 76 logo on top of it, which is annoying to me. Um, everything else about it is is fine. <laughs> so there you go. Um Kevin. Uh, I'm going to eliminate the Union Home Mortgage Gasparriable. Um Good call, Kevin. Mostly because uh I their trophy looks like a uh well done middle school arts and crafts project. Um uh, you are, their you are really, really you are really underselling this, Kevin. Uh okay. Uh so <laughs> Somebody went to uh somebody went Michael's. to uh, Michaels and bought like fake gold coins and Mardi Gras beads and then <laughs> put them in a treasure chest. One of those, then they got one of those like make your own stepping stone kits and I uh, like made a stepping stone that says uh Union Home Mortgage Gasparable and they propped that up on a plank of wood in the middle of uh, they went to Hobby Lobby and bought a fake treasure chest for a pirate themed birthday party for a nine year old, and they slapped all that crap together. And it's, it's I, kind of awesome, which is why I didn't eliminate it like super early. And the Gasparilla Bowl by itself is cool, but like Union Home Mortgage does nothing for me, and that trophy only gets one so far. Yeah, the, I think this this the theming of this is amazing. It is like pure bowl season, like how how in they are on how cheesy this is. Um, but we are at a point where some of the more serious bowls are still left, so we probably need to get rid of it soon. Yes, it's it's in the mix for next elimination. Eric, speaking of serious bowls, um, I'm not going to eliminate one here. I'm going to eliminate a game. I'm going to eliminate Rose Bowl game presented by Prudential. <laughs> they, they, here's they, why they won't call it a bowl. It's not a here's, bowl, guys. Here's why it's the Rose Bowl game. So people would be like, "Hey, go to the Rose Bowl." No, I'm going to the Rose Bowl game. Ugh, it's an immediate immediate punch in the nose. Do you also, know why it's the Rose Bowl game, though? Hold on, hold on. On top of this, I realized that because of the seeding, you had to put Alabama and Michigan in it, but not having Washington and Texas in the Rose Bowl. Uh, mainly well, it should have been Washington versus Michigan. Yes. Like, they should have they rigged oh it. Oh, my gosh. They should definitely rigged that, yeah. It's, it's just like you rig everything else. You should have rigged that. And then Rose Bowl game, uh, I hate it. Kevin, why is it called Rose Bowl game? Uh, because the Rose, there's the Rose Bowl parade and the Rose Bowl game and the Rose Bowl ceremony. It's uh, built basically built into a festival. The Rose Parade uh, rules. So I, the Rose Bowl game has always been the Rose Bowl game because you have the parade and the game. The parade, the parade is actually pretty good too, uh, and it has a different sponsor, Honda. I, I like the Rose Bowl. I would have been fine with it winning. I We are in like the last 10, though, so it's like completely yeah. fine. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm okay is, with it being eliminated. I just would have eliminated a little later. Uh, is Letta New Mexico Bowl? 
I'm just Aww. eliminating. I'm eliminating my next I'm now, I'm now eliminating place bowls that have really lame sponsors. But did you see it, the football on this? That's kind of dope. That's why, honestly, that was is, like my dark horse it, to win it. It is a good logo. That was I was just about to say that the logo is solid. Um, I like the like the how New Mexico branded it is, and Isleta as a sponsor does kind of go with New Mexico, but they put a New Mexico school in this, and they got absolutely housed. So that that <laughs> takes it down a notch. Also, the trophy's cool. Did you guys see the trophy? Yeah, it's like a golden football yeah. with like New Mexico. That's why I theme. wanted. That's why I wanted it to yeah. win. That's a, my dark horse for it to win. All around, all around cool ball. Definitely deserves mm-hmm. to be just just outside our top ten. All right, we are now down to our top ten. You ready? All-State Sugar Bowl, Capital One Orange Bowl, Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, Tax Slayer Gator Bowl, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl, Transperfect Music City Bowl, and the Val- Valero Alamo Bowl. This is a good set. These all sound nice. They all go good. This is 10 bowls. Now we got to eliminate them. Kevin. All right. I am eliminating the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Oh. I, uh, nice. for a variety of reasons, including uh, the way that the venue is moved around. Um, what about the logo? Doesn't include gators. The my, yeah, the, and the also logo the, itself is my my big issue. The logo is too tax layer centric. It's like uh, it is not else? gator bowl centric enough. Yeah, it has it has it has like a the gator sword. Bowl is like a seventy year old bowl game. Yes. It has a sword and a helmet like the name is really good the place is good like it all makes sense there but like why are we why are we so tax slayer centric on this logo it really brings it down a notch like this also, this could this be this, getting played on a college campus stadium not like yeah in the jaguar stadium the mm-hmm. another problem this could have been the winner i think this might have been the winner if it had a better logo that's like how much this logo is dragging you right. down it's uh, got a shot because yeah it would have been in the mix to be number one eric Hit me. Trans perfect Music City Bowl. Right. I like Music City Bowl. I like the uh you know the 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 ode to the mascots they do on the website. Mm-hmm. Being that it is in uh you know uh I guess I don't know what trans perfect is. It is a just... translation uh I, provider. I also I prefer the Rosetta Stone Bowl. language services and technology <laughs> solutions. That's my biggest business. problem. It's not the Rosetta Stone Bowl in Music City. Um, yeah. So, so get one thing is here. the logo. The logo is really nice. It all works well together and all makes sense. Like there is it. It isn't like a lot of these other bowls where like the logo clashes so much with the the rest of the the logo. Like they picked a they the sponsor is fits nicely with what they're doing. Um, that being said, yeah, it's the right time to eliminate it. We're, we're down to the nitty gritty. All right, I'm going to take out the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. All right. I really... Both those off my list. Those are both on the I, I do not think I need to explain this too much at the point we are at, but uh, the the logo is is good. It like As far as like... A, if this if you're going to do the All-American thing, this is the All-American logo. They did a nice job. Radiance did a good job integrating themselves into the into the logo as opposed to the other way around, which is like what you kind of want. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think the independence is solid and that's why I made it this far, but it's time to go. Uh, Kevin. Oh, this is difficult. Um, we're down to a lot of good ones. Yes. We have kept, we have kept good ones with good logos too. Good. Uh, pretty good logos across the board. And I'm going to feel a little bad about anything I eliminate here. I am going to eliminate 
the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Oh, mm. boo. <laughs> boo! Boo this man. Go ahead. Explain your explain yourself. Uh, and the reason I'm leaving the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, um, it is partially for a football reason. Okay. Uh, and that is because the that happened in this, this eliminator. I, and I, it's okay. So the potato bowl has this really odd thing where because of the, like the conferences, it matches up. It always ends up with kind of a weird matchup that isn't the teams that you wish it was. Um, okay. it's a bowl game that's being played in Idaho, which that kind of sucks if you're a player because you get like everyone's like, where are you going? I'm going to the sunny place. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to like you Nash know, is going to come to your I'm Nash is going to come to your house now, and he's going to yell. At Nash you. has to deal with Idaho all the time. He should agree with me the most. Um, <laughs> the other thing is, it has a glorious history dating back all the way to early 1997. Yeah. Ooh. Um. So I uh, I think when you're put up against these other uh, these other teams, these other games, I just think it's it. This is the right time to eliminate it. It's not because it's deficient; it's because it shouldn't win. Three reasons it could have won. Okay, I'm just going to give you my reasons. Ready? One, the trophy is a bowl filled with potatoes. That's great. <laughs> two, yeah. Two, the lo- <laughs> the logo has like the a football as a baked potato with chives on it. Very funny. Also good. And uh, three, like if you're going to lean in to to a to a food as your thing, uh, potatoes is better than the one that I want to eliminate right now. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. You're uh, up, it's not my turn. Historic bowl, but man, the logo is just—it's suck. It's sucking the life out of me. RNL Carriers, New Orleans Bowl. It's about the right time for it. I can't. I just can't. I can't it, see this going anywhere. It's, it's two RNL Carriers uh, yeah. Cedric on the logo, but like the purple and green thing, like they that instead cool. of purple and green is great, but RNL Carriers at the top, it's just terrible. I hate it. Yeah, I I like. I think this is this is like completely fine i love the little like light post in the thing i mean obviously we're down to the top five so we uh we have to make tough eliminations but i think this is a pretty pretty fun one a pretty good one uh yes it's, it was not going to win though there was no chance i'm gonna get rid of tony the tiger sun bowl sad uh that was Sun Bowl day back to 1935 which is one of the things <laughs> which, that made me keep it and the other thing is the matchup here is always surprisingly good yes but the problem is is that this logo is just all tony the tiger and that's what's yes. so great about it. It's not selling you frosted flakes that Kevin doesn't like. It's just saying, hey, I'm a cartoon tiger. Welcome to the Sun Bowl. And that's why I'm a cartoon so tiger standing in a doorway asking you to love me. Asking you and, to love and me. And Eric says yes. Yeah. I also, basically say the theme song to the Grinch. Let's go. Yeah, El Paso is a really big problem for that. Right. I agree. Kevin, back to you. Uh, the Valero Alamo Bowl. This might be the best logo left, in my opinion. Uh, the I would agree if there was no Valero, um, which is the, rough because of the Indian sponsor. They integrated <laughs> it nicely, though. It's like the roof of the Alamo, and then they got yes. Alamo Bowl, and then they put Valero. The color is wrong. And they that's have the stage the, lettering. The yes. The color the, is the, wrong. That blue should not really exist there. Um, the other part, like, it has its trophy is kind of generic. It's like a we wish we were the Super Bowl trophy. Uh-huh. Like um, yes, it's 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 like I wish it, I time. wish it was more like uh I wish it was more Alamo centric on the trophy as well. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Like that would be kind of neat. I feel like my, I think my issue is the Alamo Bowl doesn't steer hard enough into the Alamo-ness. 
Okay. I like the logo as the top of the Alamo, though. I think that is like yes. clean. All right, Eric, eliminate one. Ooh. All right, Kevin, you're going to love this because I was going to eliminate one based purely on the logo, but then the one that I was going to keep when I actually think about it, it has a worse logo. And I just pictured Kevin <laughs> in my ear saying, wait, Eric, are you really telling me the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl has a better logo than blank? And I was going to say, oh, I think you're right. I'm eliminating the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl for a few, few reasons. It's a beautiful logo, except the peach is gray. Yeah, you just weird. killed the peach a la Optimus Prime in the Transformers movie. All the energon is gone and from the peach. And the Chick-fil-A no logo would is. work with like a, like also, a nice yes. If you look at the says, actual Peach Bowl logo, the actual Peach Bowl logo is uh, like peach colored and green. And they decided oh. just for this to make it like a, a metal encasement of a peach. Also, Chick-fil-A, it's yes. an Atlanta-based bowl. That's perfect. Yes, it is a perfect sponsor. And if the, you if you they had a they had a Chick-fil-A peach. with that green, it's during the holidays. Oh, mm-hmm. They yes. had a peach. They had a peach bowl logo that had the orange, the orangish peach with the with the green and the Chick Fil A on it, and it looks good. It's they used it from nineteen ninety seven to two thousand five. It was a mistake to go to this more metallic looking one. I agree. Agreed. I still would have picked it to win just because of the synergy between Atlanta and Chick Fil A. Is like that is yeah. that is this is what they should be doing. This is what you should be doing. It's finding a big corporation in a city to sponsor your bowl. And it'd be like, like if you had a, if we, it'd be like if you had like a Dick's Burgers. Uh, 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 um, like Correct. Rain City Bowl or something. Yes. Like it's it's Correct. just it's too on brand. Am- the like the Amazon Bowl. So I have to choose between the Allstate Sugar Bowl and the Capital One Orange Bowl. Okay, there's obviously like a better sponsor here, uh, which is which is uh, neither of these. These are terrible sponsors. So <laughs> the sponsors are dragging it down. What I like is when you go to the Orange Bowl website, there is lots of branding that does not have Capital Bowl Capital One on it at all. And uh, I appreciate that, love that, and respect that. So I'm going to eliminate the Allstate Sugar Bowl, Capital One Orange Bowl. You are the you are the champion. My my only big objection to the Orange Bowl is it used to be played in the Orange Bowl, Miami Stadium, and it got moved to the uh, Hard Rock Stadium, the Dolphin Stadium, um, which I thought it being played at the Orange Bowl was like the correct thing to do. Um, but I understand why. And and it has its own mascot, which is cool. I'm um, I'm for it. I'm for it. Also, the matchup this year: Florida State, Georgia, the real national championship. That's pretty fun. Uh, anyway, <laughs> big UCF fan. <laughs> I'm joking. All right, so that's it for uh, for Kevin for Eric. We will uh, see y'all next week, and uh, let's go Hawks.